1: Get all the latest football headlines and bite-sized opinion in the brand new Whistleblowers daily podcast. You get your podcasts.
0: Hello, and welcome to Stop. Hammer Time, the first stop Hammer time of the 2022 2023 season uh through sheer ineptitude um we've uh, this is our first podcast and we've played five games uh, so there are five games to discuss uh on this podcast we'll be giving each game uh 40 seconds of uh, granular discussion uh with me to discuss these games are as always jim grant good evening hello jim everything all right, all right. Yeah, very good, thank you. Now, you've just watched the second leg of the Viborg game. Yes, I have. I didn't see it at all, but I know what the score is, uh, so there's no worry about uh, spoilers. We'll be able to discuss the game on the (laughs) podcast in a full and frank way, not like uh, that episode of The Likely Lads. Yes, Uh, Right. Also joining us this evening, it is uh, the author of the books uh, An Irrational Hatred of Luton, West Ham Till I Die, The Legacy of Barry Green, An Irrational Hatred of Everything, No Seriously I Hate Everything, My Killing Spree by Rob Banks, and My Life in Prison. It's Rob Banks. Hello,
1: Rob. Good evening. Everything everything all right? Good evening, yes. Uh, Thank you for inviting me. I'm, um, yes, everything's tickety-boo, thank you. Now...
0: Uh, between us, uh, well, apart from the game that took place in Denmark, we have seen all of the games, but not all together. So uh, we'll have to rely on individual or pairs of uh, so-called expertise when discussing yes. each of those games. We'll probably have to discuss them in broad strokes rather than uh, discussing each one uh, because it will take too long. But first of all, uh, you have literally just watched, uh, Rob, you watched it too, the Viborg game on TV, which we watched. Uh, at a canter, three nil. Yeah, uh, I have to say I didn't see it, uh, so I watched it on uh, on uh, CFAX or Oracle, and um, <laughs> I thought uh, I like that lineup. I thought I, li- I thought I liked three at the back. Uh, this is quite good because because I'm possibly going to uh, presage things that went horribly wrong by saying what I thought the positives were and uh, being (laughs) we scored three goals because I don't know how any of it happened. I liked uh, that three at the back shape. We sort of thought, didn't we, that possibly a way to keep Cresswell involved if we did buy any sort of um, uh, left-back with, with any more pace than a mobility scooter uh, w- would be to employ him on the left of the back three. Uh, equally, it was really good to see Angelo Bonner back again. Uh, Kira looks good. Uh, and I thought it was a very sort of attacking lineup. Uh, I saw Lanzini in there instead of Rice. Um, uh, what looked like um, Benny in a sort of 10, and then Kornay and uh, Scamacca up front looked uh, very attacking, and we scored three goals. What yeah. was it like? Yeah. Um. Very comfortable, really. They
2: were not as impressive as they were at the London Stadium, to be honest. Oh. And um, they had one or two moments, but generally speaking, we uh, controlled the game reasonably well and looked threatening, um, and and won it fairly comfortably. I, I mean, we still had our shaky moments at the back, that I'm sure we'll we'll come on to talk about in more detail in relation to other games. But um, you know, yeah, it was it was one of those kind of job done. Sort of
1: thing. Yeah, really. um, it seemed to me a bit more like it was like a training game, almost, or a pre-season friendly. Um, it, they didn't yeah, it wasn't very intense. They didn't seem to have much belief that they could no. they could hurt us, and uh, didn't didn't seem to be trying particularly hard.
2: Once we scored, it was game over, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and it was a
2: nice finish. The first goal was sort of tucked in by Skamaka at the at the near post from a from a. Sort of first-time cross from Suchet. and know, uh, yeah, it was a really tidy finish. Um, and he showed one, two glimpses of, um, you know, what I'm kind of expecting to see. You know, kind of, kind of um, winning the winning the ball. You know, with his chest, with his head, sort of controlling it and moving it on quickly. Um, yeah. You know that 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 that's what we've got to look for. I think he's still getting used to the fact that in our system, he's going to have to play more with his back to goal than he's used to but um he, i think he's got all the chops i really do
0: well i think we'll probably sort of come to him in a bit more detail in a bit um what did you make of it all rob the goals are um uh the, the bbc's kind of uh live text uh, commentary suggested the goals were very nice
1: yeah um again i was relying on a uh, a stream that wasn't as reliable as Jim's as by the sound of it. There was a lot of blue circles and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of invitations to look at pictures from Amy and Emily. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so I was a little distracted. But, uh, yeah, I think um, it was a good professional performance overall. And we looked in complete control. And it's e- even more so than, um, I mean, there was a period in the first game at London Stadium where I thought we looked, you know, after going, uh, we went 2-0 up and then sort of handed control of the game. We'll probably come on to that later. But um, yeah, they looked, uh, I didn't see the first two goals. I only saw the third goal was a little scrappy. Um, Suchek's goal, um, bit of a bit of a scramble in the six-yard box. but
0: The um,
2: se- second goal was great. It was... Yeah. Um... A, a, a high ball that um, Skamaka flicked on sort of level with around the centre circle um, onto Corne who just uh, tucked the ball through for Rama running onto it and he finished well. A bit like the, um, the sort of the Boeing goals against Man City at the... Uh, Mm-hmm. at the end of last season. So uh, yeah, it was very nice. Um and you know, Suchek's good at poaching those little rebounds and yeah, the, the scrappy goals are his stocking yeah.
0: trade, really, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yes, yeah. yeah, so, I mean at the at the London Stadium, um, you know, one thing we said to each other was that that um in the group stages of the Europa League, the um all three of the teams we played, um seemed sort of competent. Um, I think at one point we sort of picked one of them as the better, as the best of the three. But in fact, the second time we saw them, because we saw some of those games on TV as well, uh, we decided that another one was in fact the best of the three, which I think sort of meant they were actually all fairly similar in, in standard. And I think we thought that about Viborg at the London Stadium. We sort of thought, yeah, they're they're sort of quite tidy. They, they they've got lots of players that can play. They move the ball quite quickly, confidently, uh, and for phases of the game, they were the better team.
1: Mm. But
0: not- we came out with a three-one win, you know. And yeah, we let them play far too much at the London
2: Stadium. I thought they had they had they had uh, too much time on the ball. Um, well, I thought we made them look you know, uh, a more competent outfit than than we did tonight. They, we were we were in their faces a bit more, um, just pressed a bit better. Um and as Rob says, I don't think they once we'd scored there they they knew it was a lost cause and it did feel, yeah, a, a less intense game. We Mine, should have scored more. Cornet missed an absolute yeah, sitter. They right. laid onto him uh on a plate by and that would have been four nil. Um, it could have been four or five. It was a very comfortable, comfortable um, win. But, but as I say, you know, just, just still that sort of sense that against a better team defensively, we're not quite, we're not quite in the right place at the moment, really. Well, in fact,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, this uh, month of August is possibly demonstrating that we've scored yeah. six goals in Europe and uh, none in the uh, Premier League in three games. Uh, yeah. And uh, so there clearly is a disparity there. And um, I mean, perhaps some of the issues that we did see in the European games uh, are, are there in the domestic league as well. And uh, maybe we can talk a bit about those. Um, I mean, the games, you know, in order, the City game was, um, you know, I I have to say, I, I, I was heading towards the London Stadium after our summer break with a slight feeling of dread because I thought... I don't know. I sort of think that the, the you know the 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 high standard of the Premier League and how hard the players work and how hard they train sort of means that um, teams do get I think mentally and physically slightly worn out and it felt we needed a signing that that would at least be the equivalent of the loan signing of Jesse Lingard, just a new player to come in have a real influence and be able to hit the ground running and fit that style. Otherwise, essentially the same 11 players going again for the three and a half year in a row to full season, well, third year in a row, uh, complete year, you know, that sort of group came together to keep us up. And then we played two full seasons with very much the same sort of set of mm. people, roughly.
1: I don't it, think you so, saw the the impact of it so much last season, but we're paying the price for... Now we're paying the price for two to three core transfer windows because you know although we're signing players now it's too late because you're bringing too many in and they're having to you know um, uh, acclimatise to the Premier League uh, quickly. Whereas if we'd bought two or three players in each of the previous transfer windows, I know it's easy to say, but um, you know we could have evolved the squad a little better. Um, to to be better equipped I, at the start of this season,
2: I think that's absolutely right. But I would also say that I I think that it probably wasn't without trying. And I think Moyes is probably keenly aware of that. I mean, I think what 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 they've been trying to do, I think, is uh, evolve the team, not just simply sort of. Uh, um, running keep running to stand still, I think they're trying to evolve the team into a team that 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 is more comfortable in possession that keeps the ball a bit more uh, effectively plays out more effectively through the press um and and the signings do seem to suggest that that's that's what you know um the long term plan is 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 going to be, but I think you're right they 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 missed out badly in january um, and uh, yeah, I think I think you know the, the league form over a period of time, um, if the second half of last season into the beginning of the season is is perhaps not quite relegation form, but it's certainly bottom half of the table form, isn't it? It's not, it's not, it's not where we were. And it might take a little bit of time, and we might have to be a bit patient for it all to kind of gel and and for and for the uh, Moist to turn it around. But I think he's got credit in the bank, and I you know. I think yeah. it's way too soon to start you know kind of kind of panicking and 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 starting to you know chunter about the manager really I, I, no. I think you know you know, I, think I mean I think, I think in time. those
0: previous transfer windows as well it it, it you, you know obviously it's quite easy to go we haven't got anyone in that's really annoying. And 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 obviously Moyes is is uh, very much opposed to the notion of just getting bodies in for cover, you know. Um uh because that's how you end up with uh, you know, Sanchez. Uh and, you know, it's just to get someone to fill that position is not really a kind of valid way forward. Um, and also, similarly, you see business that you think, would we want that guy? Would we want that player? I don't know. You know, the, um, you know, Erdoganer. Uh, Arsenal was a sort of, uh, was a fantastic sort of piece of business loan then by, but he came from, didn't he come from Barcelona or something? And who knows what his wages are? You know, you, you, there are often complaints about West Ham not meeting a valuation that a sort of, um, that a club has set which it seems that another team might be able to meet. But you don't know what they might want to pay this, what they want to be paid every week, you know, uh, uh, because that's, you know, that's the huge, hidden and very important uh, financial sort of figure that, that's going to change minds and bring people to clubs. And, you know, also clubs have pay ceilings, don't they, in place that, that they don't want to break, you
1: know. Also, it can it can upset it's something that I've always said about this Moy's setup is that he brings together players that that create a good atmosphere and have a good team ethic, um, yeah. and they all they all appear to get on very well. And if you start bringing in too many players on too much money, that can upset that that can upset the the politics of the uh, of the dressing room as well. So yeah, you know, there's talk of you know saying oh just pay Lingard whatever he wants. Um, surely if you're getting him on a free. It doesn't really matter. It does matter because every week he's raking in fifty grand more than anyone else.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, it's going to put noses yeah. out of joint. Definitely.
0: Uh, Definitely. But the, the city game was um, was just so uh, the same. The same same old faces rushed out onto the pitch, and it was, I think, very disappointing, wasn't it? It was boring. Uh, we really, really didn't offer much. You know, the fact that we only conceded two compared to sort of some of those seasons, I think under Pellegrini, we, they beat us five, didn't they, at the beginning yeah. of the season? Um, uh, you know, might be, I think that in a sense it almost flatters us. It felt, it felt that we really, really just, you know, to use an old adage, kind of didn't turn up in that game. I thought uh, no one really covered themselves in any credit. Zuma was sort of all right. Um, Rice showed a little something in the second half, but he was disappointing, I thought. Um, And Pablo Fornells looked like a little bit of a sort of fan fiction version of Pablo Fornells uh, from previous seasons. He sort of, he always shows endeavour and runs around. uh, And, That was, in a way, the best you could, you know, the the best praise you could heap on him that day was at least he ran around and tried a bit. I thought we were, I thought we were just very, very insipid in that game.
1: And it was the thing that worried me, the thing that worried me about that game was we looked tired. Yeah. Um, And it was the first game of the season. I know it was hot, but, um, you know, a feature of the, um, again, Moy's teams has been the effort that the, yes. the teams always they always put in a shift and if they lose it's only by one goal. Yeah. Um, and you know this was they just it was only a few months before that they'd you know they'd been two 0 up and were unlucky not to beat Man City and yeah. Man City who needed points to win the title. Yes. Um, mm. And they just didn't look they didn't look up for it at all, which was a big concern. But I think. I think things have improved a bit since then, I, and I, I, I'm certainly not worried, I think that.
0: No, 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 and uh, to wit, the, the improvement, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that after this break. Welcome back. Well, the following fixture, Jim, you went to. You went to see us away. I did. In yeah. Forest. Uh, yeah. And uh, what was that like? Um, it was good. I mean, I know.
2: Obviously, the result wasn't wasn't great. But as an away day, it was uh, it was really really good. Um, met lots more of the Northern Hammers contingent than than uh, I previously met, and um, a good place to drink and, and and a good atmosphere in the ground. A nice walk to the ground by the by the river. Um, and you know, we knew as we, you know, I, I went with um, Gary Killington, um, a friend of this podcast, and we'd said, I said, uh, you know, we'd agreed, look, the first quarter of an hour, 20 minutes, they're just going to be carried on a wave of, of passion and emotion, and it was, you know, that was exactly how it was. They came out of the blocks, it was, you know, but we weathered that and, um, should have gone ahead. I think it was, uh, wrongly disallowed, and it was the wrong use of VAR, the the, um, the ben Rama goal. Um, Antonio
0: shoulder charge.
2: Well, it was, you've often said, for I mean, and I haven't always agreed with you about it, but you've often said that, you know, sometimes in a football match, two players come together. Yeah, yeah they, yeah. they bash into each other and it's not clear whether one has blocked the other or whether Absolutely. it's completely accidental or whatever. And they quite often sort of fend each other off. And and um, I felt that in the end, you know, the referee had let that seen it and had let it go. Um it wasn't really directly affecting you know the, the final pass and the finish for the yeah. for the goal. Um uh there was no need for the for, for the VAR to intervene because there wasn't a clear and obvious error and there was no incident that might have led to a record. So as I understand the rules of it, I, it should have just been allowed allowed to go. Um, and then when the referee saw it, he should, have, he should have said, no, no, my decision was fine. Those two people have just basically bumped into it. It looks as though Antonio is at fault because he kind of pushes out at, at the end of the coming together and the Forest guy, sorry, I can't remember his name, uh, falls over. Yeah. Um if I, you know, but that 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 isn't that doesn't because he's fallen over, that doesn't make it a foul. And if you there was no. one angle that makes it clear that actually the forest guy was trying to block Antonio as much as Antonio was trying to block him. Because yeah, he was yeah. worried about Antonio running through to receive a return pass. So that should have stood, and I think we would have won the game comfortably if we if that, won the yes. yeah, up. And then they scored a bit of a kind of jammy goal. It just kind of, you know, Johnson stuck a foot out and it just bounced off the bloke's knee. It was a soft goal from our point of view, but it was also a sort of slightly chatty, streaky goal from their point of view. And then in the second half, we we dominated, you know, we didn't quite batter them as such, but, you know, we should have scored. We hit the underside of the crossbar twice. We, created, we missed the penalty that... Yeah, we should have got. You know, we've only got ourselves to blame for that. But on another day, that would have been a very comfortable win. I think we were as dominant in that game for much of it as we were this evening. I thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um. And a very good por- performance from Ben Rama in that game. Absolutely. Yeah. Man was, of the match he, performance.
2: Yeah, he was really good. I mean, um, I think you know so sort often the case. Predictably, I, I did watch the match of the day highlights and. You knew that, that obviously there was going to be a narrative about Forrest and whatever and that, but they they they've picked out their um the Nico, Nico Williams as as being as and he was good in an attacking sense for them. But Ben Ramo had him on toast all afternoon. He made his life mm. an absolute misery. It reminds me of that of the game years ago. Some of you might remember when we beat Spurs at home and Sinclair scored twice, but was at, and, and was sort of man of the match. But was totally given the runaround by David Ginola. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, It was yeah. So it was a kind of weird one, really, because actually he was a real defensive weakness for them, Williams. And we, we, uh, Ben Rama capitalized on it. You know, went past him like like he wasn't there again and again and again.
0: Um, Um, Match of the days, pundits are just. Dreadful buffoons though, exactly. aren't they? They are just a shower <laughs> I mean the, they've got they've got some new sort of far, you know, likable ones now, like Micah Richards is great. It's always great to see Righty for all sorts of reasons. And yeah, also Righty was an absolutely fantastic striker who was unlucky not to be England's first-choice striker for about five years, but unfortunately had injuries regularly, and and Shearer came through, talking of which Shearer is fucking awful. And it just doesn't get any better, does he? I mean, Terrific. you know, the days have gone when um, they, drew, they draw on the screen with a pen. They don't really do that anymore. But he just used to essentially say, uh, no, your central defender's here, and he's got to be there. He's got to be there. And you're like, what what do you mean? In the way of the ball so that the striker doesn't (laughs) score. He wasn't though, Alan. He wasn't there. He was there before you drew that arrow to where you're going. That's where he should be. Anyone could do that. Anyone could say, this player is here and he should be here. Match of
2: the day has got a kind of serious dose of the sort of on the sofa type television. The one show. We're all a jolly friendly family and I, and i agree with you a lot of them are cheerful chuckly characters um uh but the Mike, level Michael of the they
1: extreme though doesn't he does,
2: does a bit and to an extreme yes uh, and <laughs> the nice of his, uh, is staggering um, sky i mean you know they they they're less likable personalities but they have better tactical um, insight and They properly argue with one another as well. They have a debate. They have a kind of heated discussion. They don't kind of trip over each other to kind of agree with one another in that kind of terribly BBC consensual sort of way. Um, And it makes for much, much better
0: punditry, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, obviously, we've only played three games out of the, you know thirty-eight game season, so absolutely we're not hitting the panic button. But when you've sort of uh, your nil point and nil goals after three games, yeah, it's tough. It's yeah, a it's little tough. bit galling, and it's it's you know you're yeah. playing catch up. If that second game had gone the way it really should have gone and we were very unlucky for it not to be that case if either that disallowed goal and I completely agree about Antonio I mean Antonio is running to get into a good position and Actually, I often think that that, you know, a defender essentially just not getting out of the way or being able to get out of the way when an attacking player runs into them. Um, often it is the attacking player that's that's punished in that respect, you know. Yeah. But similarly, the defender... Um, that can't get out of the way. Also, it's often not their fault. What yeah. has happened is two players have bumped into each other Absolutely. and no one yeah. should be to blame. In which no. case, whether it's in the area or in the rest of the pitch, play should just carry on. I mean, if, if it had been the case that the defender very
2: evidently could have got in a tackle on Rice or got to intercept the pass from Rice to Ben Rama, or yeah. got close enough to block that, then you're gonna get was very clear that 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 that, that he wouldn't have been able to do that um so you know it just seemed very very quirky use
1: of var it just seems to be now that there's just there's no i don't know why they bother asking the referee to go and look at it um because i've not seen one situation where the referee's gone to the screen and said no that's all right no problem no,
0: that's right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sticking fine, to my
1: overturn the decision. So why don't BAR just say in their ear you've got to give a pen there or you could have you know... I,
2: I agree. I don't see that. I think the whole going to the screen thing is a is a, it's a
1: farce. um I yeah. think
2: I I think what they what they get right in um uh in rugby, although you know, again fans complained about how much that holds up the game, is that the referee on the pitch is in charge, as it were, of getting the information from the VAR and kind of not the other way around. So, uh, you know, very often say, well, yeah, I'm happy that it's a try, but I just want you to check whether or not that was a forward pass in the build-up or whether that blow tackled him too late. Um, And then then the VAR's got a specific thing that they're looking at and they can say yes or no. and Not some kind of, you know, shall I intervene, shall not. Because there are a lot of times when you think, well, hang on a minute, the VAR should... You know where where do you draw a line about what the VAR gets involved gets involved in? Because for example, you know goals get scored, don't they? When corners are wrongly given, or, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and they never intervene. With that would have been, you know, no. uh, you, so you think, well, that that's still unfair. That still led to a goal that shouldn't happen if the laws of the game were properly applied. And you can very clearly see that. In
0: yeah, the VAR. yeah,
2: it's not a matter of interpretation of, this, of two bodies coming together on the field.
0: So well, uh, uh, you know, last season um, they, dis- they they you know they they tinkered a bit and relaxed a few uh, things from the previous season that VAR had sort of um, made part of its um, uh, protocols. Uh, but they seem to have reversed that. There was a there was a something on match of the day where where there was a very good you thought springing of the offside trap and the player was kind of level, but no, VAR said that the thickness of his badge was over. And I thought we were stopping doing that. There was a sort of feeling that, we weren't going to do that anymore. But they they were just back to doing it again. <coughs> They've got their fucking toys and they're at that fucking, you know, park that they're all at, the name of which I've forgotten now. And um they just can't resist. They just can't resist interfering. It's the kind of it's that sort of, you know, um it's that sort of
1: egotistical referee. Mike is involved, isn't
0: he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, yeah. it's you know, yeah. it's 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 like the it's like the sort of virtual equivalent of what happened in real life with Mike Dean on the pitch. And now Mike Dean is there, um, <laughs> it even yeah. more Mike yeah. Dean-like, Right. Like, you yes. Yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right. Because, you know, it was... It, it, it wasn't a clear and obvious error, the sort of Antonio incident. It was the referee's opinion that that yeah. hadn't interfered with play. It wasn't a body check. So, it, so I know that in a sense, everything is the referee's opinion. And at Stockley Park, I have remember the name, they're sort of saying, we disagree with your opinion, but they're saying it because they're going, no, you missed something that we saw. Mm-hmm. To go, you, the referee, have made a decision we disagree with it. Yeah, it's fucking insane.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah. might as well not bother just, with an on-field on referee. Yeah, it's, it's systemic. A referee, it's from... a systemic problem,
0: definitely. Yeah,
2: yeah. With it. yeah, and they
1: haven't quite got that right.
2: I am quite glad that occasionally the, the sort of when it's clear, the flag's going straight up for offside. That's very refreshing, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. Still not a good, in that, some that's cases. A good change well. I think it's it's cases where it, it it's not it's tight. You know. Um, yeah. But when it's clear cut, you know, yeah, good. Get the assistant referees to be ballsy and make decisions and commit to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it yeah. Keeps the game going a bit bit more quickly. Well, um, no, it's
0: you know, I mean, the solution to this problem is to return the power to the on-pitch referees, but get better referees. Uh, like like, like we have in the yeah,
2: they do need to do something, don't they? About I think this season is this is an issue that's really going to come to the boil. I think they need to do something about time-wasting shithousery. The oh, shithousery God. from Forrest in that game was. Just uh, uh, disgraceful, really. It's just beyond the power. And Man United. I don't know if you saw that game against Liverpool. No. They were. They were. Oh God! You know, Pears going down with cramp. Um,
0: you know, that's the easiest yeah. thing to do, isn't it? I is tell you what. <laughs> uh, like, it's depressing and dispiriting that a lot of the kind of exciting young new managers are kings of fucking shithousing. Right. Yes, Eddie yeah. Howe. Uh, yeah. Mikhail okay, that Arteta, right. yeah. Stephen yeah. Gerrard, yeah. Uh, Potters. They, I mean, they seem to sort of forget once they. I think once they realised that, that they were on top, Brighton kind of stopped their shit because they certainly. Uh, and we'll come on to Cresswell, uh, but Cresswell, you know, gave away a couple of fouls uh, from their attacking right-sided player because of his lack of mobility. And I think yeah. Preswell is now starting to be a little bit of a liability. The penalty he gave away in Europe, you know, I mean, uh, an ascending off. Um, but also the guy just really played for it. I think the guy really played for it. I th- think Potter had said, you know, uh, their left back is quite slow. If he gets anywhere near you, Roll around because you'll be near the penalty area. It'll be an attacking run, and we'll get a free kick. You know, I think um, people are. T- I mean, he, he is. T- you know, yeah, he's 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 got a lack of pace on the
2: on the turn. He's always had some slight defensive deficiencies, Creswell, are they're, they're 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 being thrown more intensely into. Him. Hopefully, this Emerson guy is. Is I've not really seen much of him. Hopefully, no. he's he's decent and at least a bit paceier. Um yeah, yeah. Uh, you assume he must be decent looking at his C V and the fact he plays for Italy. Um yeah. so you'd hope you'd hope that he's he's gonna step in and step up as the number one left back. But, yes.
0: You know, I mean Chelsea well, are of course a sort of massive repository of footballers, both there yeah. and away on loan, but the fact that they've got that um uh La Cucaraca guy from <laughs> uh, uh from Brighton. Uh, when they'd only got Chilwell a couple of years ago, I sort of thought to myself, oh, shit, we should get Chilwell if they're going to get this bright guy. But obviously they want to. And it did make me think, oh, I wonder who their third place guy was. And that probably was Marcus Alonso, wasn't it? But he's gone now, I think. Hasn't yeah, gone? I think so. Um, so... You sort of thought, well, he must still be good, their third choice left back, because they only got Chilwell a couple of years ago and they've just got another one. So the ones they already had must, you must be able to go quite deep and still have them be good. But um, I mean, before we get, you know, to talk to the Bright about the Brighton game in more detail, um, and in a way we started in talking about Cresswell and the sort of disappointing performance against City. Um I you know I for one think our two england internationals have really not looked at it this season i thought Bowen and Rice haven't looked very Hello pa definitely yeah um rice was i mean everyone you know everyone was pretty poor against brighton you know uh i mean it was again you know it, it was it was a pen that broke broke the ice, and, uh, and then, you know, they scored another. Um, it could have easily, if, if that pen hadn't been given away, I think it's possible we could have still come out of that game with something, but we were still pretty insipid. And so many players are not looking as good as they were. I don't think Souffal looks as good. Um, you know, Rice and Bowling
1: are not. has been on the, on the decline for a little while, though, hasn't he? He's, I think he's, he's running out of st- I don't know how old he is. He's over 30, isn't he?
0: No,
2: I don't think, I'm not sure he is. No. Around about thirty, probably. Yeah,
1: twenty-nine. Yeah, even or 30. so, yeah, young enough not to not to be running out of steam yet. Um, well, he had the operation,
0: yeah. didn't he? But um, I, don't,
2: it, I, think it, I It's an it's a, it's an intensive attritional position. Fullback, isn't it? In the modern game, you mm. you know there are, you have to be among the the fittest of the players in a team, don't you, to to play that effectively, getting up and down that like he does. Um, yeah, he's definitely lost a bit of kind of zip and a bit of energy. Um, uh, I would say, and and clearly also, once that little bit of pace goes, it, it, it alters the way you have to defend, doesn't it? And and yeah. puts puts uh, it, you know, it puts doubts in your mind. It means you means you drop off players. You don't get quite so tight to play. Do you remember that first time he came up against Grealish and didn't give him a no. kick in that? Uh, um, and he was just kind of. And Griez had no answer to it at all, did he? Because he was just no. right up him. At, you know, every time he got the ball, he was right on him. I just don't think he can play at that sustained intensity now,
0: no. uh, so far.
2: And no. I think that, yeah, I think that is a, that is, that is a problem. Um, it's been a problem that, that has been more apparent sooner with Cresswell. You know, it's like, you know, S- 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 Soufar's a little bit further behind still a little bit more effective, I think. So uh, there's no doubt opposition teams, you know, target our left-hand side now um, uh, for their attacks. Um, and a lot of goals over the last, you know, year or so have come have come from that direction. Very early on, almost the first thing that happened in the game today was uh, um, their wide right guy just knocked it past Crestwell and ran past him and created a chance. You know, that almost... Right you know, two minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was like a you know, go, oh yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're like kind of, you know, if 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 V-Borg are doing that to you, then yeah. you do have a problem at, at, at the high level. But I agree with you. I think we've I agree with Suchek has looked a little bit leggy. Um uh and I agree I definitely think um Bowen and Rice have not been at their at their best. And um, I
0: think uh, I, I don't know, yeah. some was it you someone sort of said you know is Lanzini now sort of offering kind of everything he did? I think when he came back and you know was able to kind of run about and you know sort of you know look, look like a passable uh facsimile of a footballer, we were so delighted to see him back. And he is he's got skill and is dexterous, but you're sort of thinking, can we do better now? Can we, is there, you know, can we? Well,
2: do I mean. Obviously, they are thinking that because they're looking to try and spend the best part of 50 million quid on Paquetta. So, yeah.
0: Um,
2: and that does seem increasingly, from from what I'm reading and rumours and whatever, increasingly likely to actually happen. Um, yeah. In which case, you, you, you know, that is a big step up, really, in that position. Um, I think Lanzini is still a, a useful member of the team because he's, he's a very good footballer. But yeah, I think the more intense, uh, frenetic um, uh, Premier League games passing by a bit of now.
1: He doesn't have the physical presence, does he, that, that, um, no. that's needed for, for that, kind of, that kind of role. And uh, even when he plays deep, you know, he played in a deeper role, didn't he, in a couple of away games last season and, and was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't think that's going to be a position that he can look at long term yeah. in, the, in the current team. Yeah, he was
2: fine. He was fine today. You know, he ran the midfield today. Yeah. You know, but then again, you know that, that. Look at the opposition, and and you know, I'm sure he'll will get games in the league cup and, and yeah. against some some opposition. But you know, it, and and uh you know, he is an option to cut to, to to bring on if you you know if you um if you need some somebody to sort of pick a pass, you know, later on in the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The game is slowed
0: down a bit. Yeah, he, you know, he always plays with a fast tempo, you know, but he does, um, I mean, he literally has little legs. So when he looks like he's really sprinting around very quickly, he's not actually moving that fast in the scheme of things because he's only got little legs. Um, Ben Rama was, uh, I know, uh, neither of you guys saw the Brighton game. Ben Rama was, um, I just thought slumped back to old Ben Rama right. and his, his cameo against Nottingham Forest, um, you know, was just sort of forgotten after his kind of very insipid performance against uh, Brighton, where he just looked like exactly the same Saeed Ben Rama that we saw previous seasons. So, oh. you know, does some good things, but on the whole, you know, doesn't really do anything impactful or game changing. No, um, because his substitute appearance in the home
2: game against Speedball was was also impressive, wasn't it? Yes. Great. yes Be- beating right. that man and tucking the ball back for Antonio's goal, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. We're talking, talking of you're... players not at it, Antonio has really yeah, struggled this not yeah. he? He just yeah. really seems to—he seems to have bulked up again. Um, yeah. And has lost that 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 pace that was so key to his game. Yeah,
0: um, yeah.
2: Yeah, I worry about him. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I can see there are rumours that they're also still trying to get Broya in on loan. Um, and and i can see the logic of that i th- i think um you know i i'm not i'm i'm not sure how much dear old Mikhail has got left in him to be
0: honest no no i mean you know you look at sam maximam and uh, triore uh who are strong and fast and i just don't see i don't really see that burst of pace from antonio anymore i mean he has been deployed as a kind of you know number nine in the last couple of years so he hasn't sort of had that opportunity to run from deep um he's all you know when he picks the ball up he's already thinking of you know trying to cross or make something happen himself so he's not really thinking of uh trying to sort of cause mayhem by just running at them you know um which is something he used to do a little bit more you know.
2: he had some magnificent moments last season. You know, he, started, yeah. you know, he started scoring for fun. Um, his performance in that away leg at Lyon will live long. Yeah, now, yeah. It was just a titan. Yeah, back. yeah. Um, so it's not, you know... And I'm sure, actually, there will be occasions where he can pull it out of the bag. Do you know what I mean? But I, I think the idea that we... we I don't think we... Scamacca's got to step up. Um, uh, And I think we do need another strike. I think you need three because... Um, if Skamaka gets gets injured, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, through no know, for of his own, then you know, and you're, you're back to having just Antonio. And we, we, you know, I think the fact we've only just had Antonio has been a bit of a factor in that in that decline in form, you know, post Christmas that we talked yeah. about.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, one thing we said while uh, we were watching the first the home leg against Viborg was that the, the team may have to adapt a bit to play to Skamaka's strengths rather than say, we want you to be Mikael Antonio, you know? It's got to be a bit, it's got to be a bit chicken
2: and egg there. It's got to be 50-50 hasn't it? He's he's got to adapt. We've got to learn to to play to his
0: strengths, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, he's, he, he's not, I mean, I think, you know, hold up, hold up man is quite a sort of particular talent and you have to be, you know, have been doing that since possibly a sort of fairly young age. I think you know, um, uh, you know, just being a kind of old-fashioned one up top. I'll, I'll keep my back to goal and b- bring players in. Is not really, you know, sort of. Uh, I'm not sure that's really our quite our counter-attacking no.
2: style. You know, yeah. no, I agree.
0: And it's clear that
2: his instincts, it was very apparent tonight a lot, a lot of the time, his instinct is to want to come deeper into that little pocket of space that he's like, um, he's quite Sheringham-like, you know, he's hes yeah. quite, he's more that kind of, um, he, he wants to come to, and, and then that, you know, hopefully kind of pulls, the central defender doesn't know whether to follow him or stand yeah. off him, and hopefully that create, starts to create space. But if he just stands up against a big central event, although he's six foot five, I don't think he's hes not that kind of roughhouse centre no. forward who's going no. to shake off. You know, he's, he's a little bit more of a canny footballer than that. And I think, One yeah, I think I, we're all right. I think we to learn to use him. I no noticed
1: way. in the first leg uh, against Fireborg, he hit a couple of 40 yard passes as well. Yeah. Um yeah, but yeah. Glenn Great Glenn Hoddle in his prime would have been proud of those. I yes. mean yeah. um, he's got he's got um more to you know he's got a lot more to offer than just um just striking. Um and and I think Jim's right. I think that he does, he is reminiscent of Sheringham in that role. I think he does come deep, get the ball, and he'll he'll arrive late in the box, hopefully. Um, and I think he really should start on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. Mm. definitely oh,
0: cor-
2: cor- uh, Cornet, by the way, really encouraging performance this evening. I thought he's starting to, you know, um, he, he missed the sitter, but but also created a lot uh, as well. And um, I'm, i I'm I think the prospect of Skamakara with Bowen and Cornet increasingly being the kind of that 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 kind of um, attacking trio. I I think they're going to knit together. They've they've got the potential, they're all good players. And I think they've got the potential once they get on each other's wavelengths properly to, to be really, uh, really quite effective. Um,
0: yeah, we had a good look at, at Cornet against Viborg uh, in that first leg, and I sort of yeah. thought he didn't seem, again, he didn't seem sort of possessed of sort of blistering pace, but he's quick with the ball at his feet. Yeah. You know, he's 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 nippy, hard to shake off, you know, likes to take. Seemed to, you know, in that cross for Skamaka's goal, he was... Um, you know, try to turn their uh, right back inside out a little bit and got over a very good cross. And he just seems like, um, you know, good competition for, you know, some of the other forward players and perhaps you know, does bring something that the others might not have. You know, Bowen isn't super quick, but again, he is quite good with the ball at his feet. He moves quickly with the ball at his feet and, you know, is very direct, sort of low centre of gravity. Um, And uh, yeah, Cornet just, you know, feels like he might just, you know, freshen things up. Be a kind of, uh, you know, someone that's going to, like Lingard, someone will have to make way for Cornet if Cornet is playing well. And if that improves the team, that's a good thing, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, someone we haven't talked about is uh, Kera. Uh, yeah. Who we saw, first of all, again in that, uh, the European uh, game and looked um, very comfortable. He looked great when he came on that first game, that
2: home yeah. game. He really did. Suddenly just, you know, getting on the ball and spraying forward passes around the lot. Clearly... I think been brought in along with Agüero to to make us more effective at playing out from the back. I think, yeah, um, uh, and he looks like he'll do that. But you're not; he's not Craig Dawson, so there. Are, there, there he's gonna he's gonna have uh, a bit of a time, I think, adjusting to the physicality of of, of the league because um, uh, he's not he's not a roughhouse centre half. No. He? He's no. a quite a cultured. A ball-playing
1: centre-half.
0: Um, yeah, he was sort of a bit unlucky with that penalty, I thought, that he gave away. I mean, you know... uh he got Zuma, sold short,
1: didn't he? Sorry? He got, he got sold short. I mean, Zuma was stranded upfield and left... Well, it. Zuma, yeah, Zuma yeah. just gave
0: the ball away in yeah. a really crucial position. And Zuma failed to make a very simple two-yard pass and suddenly... Yeah. The, you know, the turnover was uh, very rapid, but it, he very nearly puts in a very good tackle uh, carer, he just doesn't quite connect with the ball but yeah. he very nearly does he's, you know, he's going to try and nick the ball from behind and just doesn't get there and then the guy goes over his legs and there's nothing you can do about that, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not, he didn't scythe him to the ground, it was a sort of an honest attempt to kind of win a tackle against someone who's moving away at a fair, fair lick. Uh, But yeah, he looks good. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, um, we might ultimately, yes, sort of, he might need a sort of bodyguard, which would probably be, I suppose, Zuma. But then, you know, he might be looking at a Gaird and um, uh, Carrere as his sort of central defensive pairing. Or he might be looking
2: more consistently to play three, you know. yeah. uh Difficult to know really. Um, we certainly played with a sort of three this evening, yeah. Uh, it was a kind of a slightly lopsided three with Johnson very pushed on, and then four now sort of playing left wing back, but um, you know, um, being a bit deeper a lot of the time. Um, it was, yeah, um, and as you say, Cresswell it, it, it minimizes Cresswell's obvious lack of lack of pace, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, Crestwell's looked very good at the left side of a back three. Um, it was uh, poor, though, Brighton. The Brighton performance was, you know, again, it wasn't, uh, you know, it, it wasn't utterly wretched. We were just sort of, we were just, you know, taking part in the game and were beaten. Uh, and it's just, again, you know, a lack of goals in the game. Yeah. Um, you know, it was very disappointing. We didn't, you know, Antonio just didn't really look like he was ever going to put the ball in the net. Uh, you know, it was a disappointing, it was a very disappointing performance. You know, they're, they're very organised, very good, Brian. But... Well, yeah, we, we can't get past them, can we? It's as simple as that. Um, but it's a feature of this season. I mean, I think, you know, at the top of the table... Um, you know the, the the you know the top 5 looks almost sorted for for me it's you know you just think spurs and arsenal have strengthened and spent so much money uh and they appear both of them to have kind of spent wisely and look like they're going somewhere obviously conte is a good manager as long as he's given lots and lots of money and footballers but it looks like he has you know but we're looking at, it's looking as though we're going to spend comparable, if not
2: more, uh, amounts
0: of money. Yeah, yeah, but we had a very thin squad. I mean, we have to, you know, we are, we are sort of spending. So at the top, I think, I mean, for me, it just looks like, I think, you know, uh, City, Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, Arsenal and Spurs are probably going to be the top five. Uh, but also, you know, a lot of these, a lot of teams are sort of looking, you know, good right yeah. always look good um you know they're going
1: to be competitive this year yeah, and they Losle
0: are very competitive
1: Those have
2: always are yeah um, there are a few that are a little bit feel as though they're on the slippy slide with <laughs> with us uh yeah. southampton leicester and, yeah. and we i mean on sunday we're playing the f- uh, for the first time we're playing a team that has also not started the season particularly well yeah in yeah Villa. so that you know, it, it, they've got to see that as an option. We have to get something out of it. It's one of those games where you simply must not lose
0: it. Yeah, or yeah, maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and talking which, but I suppose we should um we should talk a little bit about that fixture. Uh Yeah, I mean, you know, Rob, you were saying you thought Skomacka should start that game.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see that there's any option really. Um, I know Moyes is reluctant to change things, but it has to change at some point. And, yeah, um, he's got I after to uh, Yeah,
2: he's started two games. He scored both. I know the opposition is different, but he's scored yeah. in both the games he started. Um, he's got to be given a chance. You know, can't keep feed, you know, just bring him on and hope he's going to do something for a for quarter of an hour. Um, he needs to be given the opportunity to start. And, and Antonio other, might have, have, have to mean, learn to yeah. be the in-cup sub. Yeah.
1: Sorry? Yeah, I think Antonio has more um, potential to be an impact sub Agreed. than matcher does. Um, yeah. Camacho is more of a. More of your starting, starting type player. Oh, I, I think say. so. Um, yeah,
2: I think you know. I think yeah. These new guys, they've got to be given, given, their, given their run. I mean, Koane's, You know, got got to could be, be able to start. I think he's you know better than anything else we have to start on that
0: left hand side. I mean, I liked uh, the look of that lineup tonight, with a uh, sort of five at the back, playmaker, and two up front. Uh, that, that's how that was. What the BBC's diagram of it showed. It's quite often those are sort of slightly inaccurate, but it, yeah. it sort of looked a bit like uh, the old-fashioned, you know, s- someone in a number ten role, wing backs, two up front. In, in this case, Corne and uh, Scamaka with uh, um, uh, Ben Rama behind them.
2: Yeah, that's that's well, that's that's what it was really. Yeah. Lanzini played deep alongside, Um, um Yeah, that's very much what it was really.
0: Yeah, I like. I mean, I like the look of that. It, without you know, with, with the, the available players we have, it sort of seems that that's you know uh, not a bad shout. You know, we don't have any sort of dedicated uh, wing backs who do tend to have to be pacey. Trevor Sinclair. Um, uh, but at least that shape, um, you know, creates a playmaker role in the middle, and just puts, you know, to you know, a, a, a sort of potential strike partnership up front. Yeah, yeah, and you've got Fornells, and I mean, Cornet could play left wing back,
2: I think. Yeah, uh, you know, so yeah, uh, you know, there's, there, yeah, I mean, definitely, but you, you know, the. the possibilities of kind of tactical rearrangement and so on have, have, have definitely increased with these with these signings. So we need to perhaps start seeing that a bit I more to to see, um,
0: I was very glad to see Suchek's sort of chatty goal uh this um uh this evening because he has been uh, you know Like I say, I don't think anyone's really covering themselves in any glory in in, uh, certainly the three uh, domestic games we've played this season. But he's really been scapegoated since this sort of rumoured training ground bust up with David Moyes. And there was a sort of news story that was one of those things that doesn't appear to be directly quoting David Moyes, but sort of said you know, no one is safe. Uh, you know, a lot of players have been playing under power. We're going to, you know, we're bringing new people in. People might, you know, lose their positions in the team. And the news story was very much geared to Thomas Suchek. Yeah. As yeah, one of those people. And it's like a, a sort of, a, you know, I sort of feel he's been okay. You know, he hasn't well, been any worse than anybody else because... Partly, his central midfield partner hasn't been very good either. And that's sort of, you know, that's reflected. I feel like Suchek and Suchek has always looked knackered from minute one of a football match ever since he arrived. That's just his natural sort of... Um, demeanour, but he does keep going for 90 minutes and actually does sort of pop up quite late on with winners sometimes, you know. Um, but he's been covering a lot of ground in the games. I don't, you know. Well, he's, I, don't he's, know he's
2: I, I think he's played just about every minute, hasn't he? I mean, he yeah, starts yeah. and finishes just about every game. Yeah. Um, and he got an assist and a goal tonight, you know. So uh, that's not that's not a bad return so far. So, no, I, I, I just felt... Particularly in that City game, he, he looked as though he still wasn't, you know, up, up, up to speed. It looked it looked for him like he was still struggling pre-season, you know. Um, yeah. But, I, yeah, I take your point about the fact. Yeah, he's got that kind of gangly, long-distance runner who looks knackered but can still sprint the final 200 metres quality yeah. about him, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um But I certainly feel he's sort of slightly being, you know, he's the kind of lightning rod for this notion that, you know, um, you know, the whole team is underperforming us, you know, regardless of whether in in individuals are. So, um, so yes, we we would certainly like to see some of our new boys play uh, at the Villa on Sunday. Jim, you and I are going to that. Yes, Uh, looking forward to it very much. Um, So I suppose it's uh, predictions.
2: Oh, uh, and like I say, I just, I just—they cannot lose this. Um, they, uh, they, they, they—they've had a sort of slightly tricky, tricky start, I and mean, they're not, they're not fine. Um, I'm, I'm, going to go for a two-one win. I think, I think we're going to, we're going to actually get a bit of a break. Uh, things might start to go our way. I think it's going to be the turnaround game, two-one. Good, Rob. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm mean, going rip your arm off for a point right now, just to, just to get the ball rolling. But um, I think if, if he does um, go adventurous, I think Villa are there for the taking. I think it could be 3-1. 3-1. Oh, oh
0: dear. Uh, well, that lives... OK, well, I, I, I'm going to take 1-0 to us. 0-1 no one uh will be my prediction incidentally i feel i w- i should mention because i watched a couple more today um rob's excellent rob has always been a, a big uh, poster of um uh cut down end of season compilations uh, on youtube but recently has uh, created a new sort of youtube series uh west ham united the john lyle years uh, each uh episode of it is about 12, 14 minutes long. Uh, it takes a chunk. It moves chronologically from 1974, 5, when uh, Lyle arrived and will head towards 1989. Um, and it's a bit like uh, like the rock and roll years. There was a TV series, probably 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. Rock and roll years? Yeah. Using sort of current music. Uh, Music's and, really good. I really yeah, music great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, funny
1: because the the... Um, uh, um, putting together all the, the videos and the and the news stories and the newspaper cuttings and all that kind of stuff is one thing. And you watch it through and you think, Yeah, that's looking right. But you add that soundtrack to it and the whole thing just comes alive and it's yeah, uh, it's really yeah. good fun. It's really good fun to watch it come to life like that or to hear it come to life like that. Yeah, yeah it's great.
0: I started dipping into it and sort of looking at episodes randomly, but then I thought, no, this is no good. And I have to, I've gone yeah, back to the beginning it, and watching so, yeah. it. Because uh, I found myself going, when did he arrive? What season did he arrive? You know? And if I jumped around in time, uh I'm, I'm having to watch the episode before the episode I'm watching to go, God, did he did he arrive at the beginning of that season or in the middle? You know, and um, and have to keep backtracking. So I sort of stopped back. So I'm actually watching quite a few that I have already watched again uh from the beginning. But um yeah, no, it's good. I watched about three today.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a little bit of just started as a little bit of fun. I didn't realize I didn't really think it would continue the way it has. We're now I'm now we're publishing. I'm publishing on Saturday, the 1980 semi-final uh, episode covering the 1980 semi-final and replay. Um, so I've already done f- what six years. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And uh, I'm currently working on. I'm about a season in advance on you know the ones I'm working on to the ones that get published. I'm working on the uh, the League Cup semi-final against Coventry at the moment. That uh, that kind of um, yeah period. And it's all, you know, it's brilliant. It's it's great for me to because I classify myself as a archivist, stroke historian for the club, and um, I'm learning stuff that I never knew um, just because I'm going through it with such a fine tooth comb.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's great. It's great. They're really uh, good. It's been good going over the muddy years. <laughs> with Bonzo's socks rolled down. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a player that, uh, because he's covered in mud and has long straggling hair and his socks are rolled down, he looks tired from se- minute two of the game, but keeps running for the whole match. But... um yeah, know Pat Holland and Jeff uh, and Graham Padden and Frank Lampard, they really did look like a kind of rock band. I've said it before. It's like pictures of them in the papers when I was sort of young, sort of, you know, cemented uh, my fanship of West Ham because I just thought they <laughs> looked like this weird, long-haired, sort of bunch of outlaws. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Anyway, uh, we'd probably better wrap this up. And uh, we've got our predictions out for the Villa game at the weekend. Um, with me this week on Stop Hammer Time have been Jim Grant. Cheerio. And Rob Banks. Good night. I've been Phil Whelans. Come on, you irons. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.